0: Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It feels good to be in the house of the Lord here today. Amen. I want to say welcome to all of our guests, all of our visitors. Uh, First time, second time, 80th time. You are, amen. We are thankful to have you all here. Amen. Amen. We want to welcome you to come back and worship with us again this Wednesday night. We'll be having prayer at 6.30, and then uh, evangelist Justin Poynex is going to be preaching at 7 o'clock. So you want to come because it's going to be a blessing to you and to your family. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to say a welcome to Sister Monique. I don't know why she's here. Uh, there might be somebody she came to see. I don't exactly know. We were going to have her do a, a special, but I decided against it. Uh, we'll make you do that next time for her. Hallelujah. But it's, it's good to have you here. And I want to say it's good to have the Poindexter family with us. Yeah. And good to have little Prentice, uh, or as I endurably call him, little Bishop. He's the cutest little boy. And uh, he's already anointed. He's already laying hands on people and praying people through. And Just like his dad. Amen. As I, as we welcome evangelist Justin Poindexter to the pulpit, I don't want to say a whole lot, but... Him and I went, went evangelizing around the same time. He's from Montana. I'm from Washington. And uh, they double booked us at a revival and forgot. They didn't know what happened. So we ended up sharing at evangelist quarters. And, uh, you know, we scraped our pennies together to buy some coffee. And, and uh, let me tell you, we had some awesome revival. This is one of my dearest friends. And I'm thankful uh, that he's here in the house of God. Amen. Now, this is not his first time. Everybody here at ARC loves him. But I want to welcome them to preach the word. Amen. Take your liberty. Preach as long as you want. We only got one service. Love you.
1: Oh, we love you, Jesus. Can we lift forth our hands to the loving master today? Jesus, I feel the love of God in this place. Oh, somebody just love him with the sound of your voice. Words that come from the deepest chambers of my heart. God, I worship you. Come on, the healer's in the house. You know his name. You know his presence. You know who he is. The master's in the house. The Messiah, hallelujah. Come on, all through this house. Saturate this place. My house shall be called the house of prayer. I love you, Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of depression. I rebuke the spirit of lies and confusion. For the devil is a liar and the father of lies, but our God is the truth. Are there any Pentecostal apostolics in the house? Ah, we speak with other tongues. We baptize in the Jesus' name. Somebody give him praise. I love you, Jesus hallelujah hallelujah you know i just would like to park right there and just give the lord some worship he said my house shall be called the house of prayer oh i love you jesus can you talk to him i love you jesus we love you forever lord we love you forever we magnify your name oh god come on all through the house Anybody feel like going on just a little bit further? All the way to the finish line today. Hallelujah. There it is. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. You are in the right place. Uh, Somebody come boldly to the throne of grace to find help in the time of need. Come on, somebody, reach out with faith right now. Hallelujah, Lord, I receive everything you have for me today. I rebuke the darkness of the enemy. I rebuke every lie. I rebuke every curse and every deceptive tool and device from our adversary in the name of Jesus. God, release your truth unto your children. Hallelujah, there's power in this place right now. There's enough faith to be healed, enough faith to be changed. There's enough power to be transformed by that name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that your Jesus, your Jesus, my Jesus is the King of Kings. He's no stranger He's no foreigner, he's no outsider, but we know who he is. Somebody clap your hands right now. Give a shout of praise if you know his name. Devils bow at that name. Depression flees at that name. We stand up on the word of God. We stand up on the rock of God. Woo, hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah,
1: hallelujah. Amen. It feels so good in the house. Amen. I'm so thankful to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I would ask a redundant question and say, do you love the house of God? But I know that because you wouldn't be here if you didn't. Hallelujah. Amen. The house of God is where we found our sanity. Some of us were out there. Nearly devoured by wolves and lions, somehow the shepherd found us, put ointment into our wounds, whispered a prophetic love story into our ears, brought us to the house of God, strengthened us, fed us, carried us through the storms, been good to us better than we have been to ourselves. When we looked in the mirror and said, Lord, I can't make it, I'm not good enough. He said, oh, yes, you can. When you looked at yourself and said, Lord, I'm not smart enough. He said, you can have my intelligence. He said, Lord, I'm not going to be able to make it by this month. The rent's due and the bills are due. He said, I'll take care of you. Thankful for a father today. I'm thankful for a father. Uh, he's many things, but I'm thankful for a father today who guides us, protects us and provides for us. Said I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. David said it like this, when my mother and my father forsake me. Said there's one that's going to take me up. Are you thankful for the Lord? Hallelujah. David said the house of the Lord is amiable. Which means the house of the Lord is lovable. You can fall in love with the house of God. He said, how amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. He said, my soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. He looked one day and said, yea, the sparrow hath found a house. And the swallow a nest for herself, a place where she can lay her young. Even thine altars, O Lord, my God, my King and my God, blessed are the people that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, whose heart the ways of them, who passing through the valley of Baker make it a well, and he filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength. They that are in Zion will appear before God. He said, O Lord, my God, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob, say He said, behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of thine anointed." He says, for a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. I'm thankful for the house of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Such a double honor to be here with uh, not just your pastor and pastor's wife, Brother and Sister Hood. I, I am. I am concurring with the words that he has said, amen. He is one of my very special friends, honor, respect this man of God, a man of tremendous faith and he'll never know how many times uh, just by his faith alone, amen, that he has caused me to go further and uh, I am definitely appreciative of that, amen. When you are a preacher and you have nowhere to preach, it's like a mechanic that doesn't have a car to work on. Know what I'm saying? And it's like a doctor with no patience, and uh, he is right. Many times we have sit there with nowhere to preach, amen, and just uh, coffee to drink, praise God. I thought to myself, man, if the preaching engagements were coming like the coffee, we'd be good. But, man. And uh, I got to share this story. It was about a month and a half ago. Amen. And uh, I looked at my schedule, I had nowhere to preach. And uh, that's not good for a preacher, praise the Lord. And uh, I went to the house of God and I begin to pray, and something very, very unusual happened, and I said, God, uh, you know the situation. I am willing and ready to go anywhere you want me to go, and uh, the Lord spoke to me. He said, He said, I'm going to take care of you. I said, when, Lord? And and you got to understand, me and God normally don't have conversations like this. I, I actually slightly envy people that have that conversation and just that quick rebuttal and just that seem that instant cadence with God, you know, when God here, where God there, you know, just, hey man, I seem to ask a question, I get an answer like a month and a half, maybe a year later, you know, <laughs> under a rock, wrapped in cloth, dipped in semen. Hey amen. <laughs> And um, the Lord said, I'm, I'm going to, said, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to open up some doors. And I said, I said, when? And not expecting an answer. He said, it was a Tuesday night. He said, by the end of next week. Woo-hoo! And I said, and I'm like, man, I said, well, how? He said, when you call Evan Hood, he says, his voice, true story, his voice will activate my hand to move. Oh, yeah. I, I said, man, I'm losing it. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I said, I'm losing it. So I grabbed my phone after I got done praying and. Called that old familiar number and I got his voicemail. So I just hung up. I said, I'll call him later so I can get that voice. <laughs> and uh, I said, When, Lord? He said, By next Friday. By next Friday. It was Tuesday. He said, By next Friday. So I called Evan. We never got to talk. Wednesday went by, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, nowhere to preach. Nothing on the schedule, nothing going on. And, uh, Evan called me. I didn't tell him what it was about. I think I made up some question to ask him. Amen. We talked about Bible. Amen. And, uh. Thursday, sitting at home, and I got a phone call from a man in another country. Oh, no, excuse me. That was a Wednesday. I got a phone call. He said, Brother Poindexter, he said, what does your schedule look like for next Friday? I mean, you mean like tomorrow? He said, yes. We need you for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. you gotta understand this was in another country and I said can you tell me when you need me he said Friday Saturday Sunday immediately my mind was quick and the Lord said I told you you see faith seems foolish at times but if you will just obey God if you will just listen to that little voice that tells you Go, stop, go, stop. God will see to it. Amen. That your prayers are answered. And I'm telling you, it it gave an adrenaline shot to my faith. And I told myself, if I can just learn to listen to God, you know, no matter how foolish it may seem, and learn his voice, amen, we're going to be all right. Praise the Lord. And so I am thankful, thankful for them. And, uh. Uh, I'm thankful for my wife and my son. I love them, and uh, they are truly the luxury and the delight of my life. And uh, amen. And I love ARC, praise God. I love what I feel here today. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love what I feel, praise God. And uh, I'm excited for you as you step into another chapter in the promised land. Praise God. I don't want to drain your battery. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of Luke chapter 19. Amen. It's so good to have members and guests alike. The book of Luke chapter 19 and verse 29. And uh, while you're turning there, I want to say to every individual in the house, we are Pentecostal apostolic. Uh, We speak in tongues. And uh, we are not ashamed of it. The very first church of Jesus Christ spoke in tongues. Amen. And we hold the first doctrine. We baptize in Jesus' name. So I'm telling everybody today if you haven't had the opportunity and the blessing of ever receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, if you have never spoken other tongues, that heavenly language, you have never been baptized the right way in Jesus' name. Well, man, today's a day to get baptized. You believe? Anybody agree with that? Today's a day to get the Holy Ghost. Amen. And we believe in divine healing. We don't have all the answers. Sometimes we pray and nothing happens, but sometimes we pray and miracles happen. See, what the doctors don't tell you is they fail also. They're just experimenting, hallelujah. and uh, But we know a God that is able to heal, and so today's a good day to get healed. T- today's a good day to get forgiven of your sins. Hallelujah. Amen. And so I want you to keep that in mind. You always hear preachers say, I'm not preaching for a response. Well, I'm preaching for a response today. You don't have to respond to me, but if you can respond to God after this service, Amen. We we'll all open up these altars and whomsoever will can come and you can get the Holy Ghost. You can get healed. You can get blessed. God can do whatever he desires to do as long as you let go and just let him. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 19, verse 29. Everybody say the triumphal, entry. the triumphal entry. Amen. Verse 29 says, and it came to pass when he was come nigh to Bethphage, And Bethany, two cities in Jerusalem, at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go ye into the village over against you, in the which at your entering you shall find a colt tied whereon, yet never man set loose him and bring him hither. Amen. And if any man ask you, Why do you loose him? Thus shall you say unto him, Because the Lord hath need of him. I I can stop right there and say, you know, if the Lord needs something, you better just let it go. Hallelujah. And they that were sent their way, and they found, even as he had said unto them, and as they were loosing the coat, the owners thereof said unto them, Why loose ye the coat? And they said, The Lord hath need of him. And they brought him to Jesus, and they cast their garments upon the coat, and they set Jesus thereon. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way, and when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples begin to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. You know, when Jesus shows up, that's a good time to start praising him. Amen. Jesus came to town on this day right here, and they begin to toss their garments and clothes, and they begin to worship, they begin to rejoice and praise God and they begin to say, blessed be the king. Everybody say king. king. Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Amen. And I want to stop right there. And, and I want to preach, preach on this title right here. This title right here. I want you to look at somebody and say, your king has come to town. I want you to say it one more time. Your king has come to town. Does anybody know the name of the king today? Why don't we clap our hands in the name of Jesus? Lord, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for your power. We ask you in the mighty name of Jesus that you would do a work in the midst of your people. In the name of Jesus. And everyone said in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands one more time as you are seated. In the house of the Lord. Amen. I was uh, uh, reading a book years ago, and the book was entitled um, About uh, the Responsibilities and the Duties of a Married Man and His Family. Praise God. And uh, you cannot read about the duties and the responsibilities of a man and his family without thinking about the Lord. Uh, The Lord is a God that forsakes not his own. Uh, He tells us very emphatically in his Bible, amen, his love letter written to all of his children, that I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. Amen. Amen. A lot of us here today could testify of good friends that stabbed us in the back, but Jesus never stabs us in the back. A lot of us can talk about close relatives that left us in our worst moments. But I want to tell you, the Lord is a God. He is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Amen. Jesus looked at his disciples and said, I am the good shepherd. Hallelujah. The good shepherd knows his flock. He said, I know the numbers of the hairs upon the hairs of my children. Praise God. I don't know how that makes you feel, but that makes me feel mighty special to know that when I don't know what's going on, there's a God that's got the stars in order. He's got the earth organized, and he knows the numbers of the hairs upon your hair. I think we ought to clap our hands unto the king of all kings, and his name be Jesus. Say, thank you, Lord. Amen. I'm just getting warmed up. But when I think about the trials and the times that I've almost lost my sanity, uh, looking in the mirror or either looking at somebody else, amen, Jesus always showed up right on time. Amen. There's an old song that says, he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. And I don't know how long some of you or somebody's been waiting on your answer. Amen. I don't know how long you've been praying. I don't know how long those tears have been weeping off of your face. But I've come to encourage you today that when Jesus shows up, it'll be at the right time. And it'll be at the right place. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. He's the King of all kings, Brother Reyes. It's good to see you, Elder. Amen. I, I, that was in my that was in my mental notes. Praise God. Amen. My pastor loves that man, and I got to make sure I do obey my pastor. Praise God. Uh, and this 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 God that we serve is a king. He is a ruler. He is a one a monarch that rules everything around us amen Uh, the old prophet said the nations are but a drop in a bucket praise God let me tell you let me remind you amen that God is not stressed out God your God Jesus amen is not full of anxiety today he is not sickly he doesn't have pneumonia or sickle cell but he is in good health uh, and he's still on the throne I want to tell you that your God King Jesus uh, is not biting his nails uh, He's not hiding under some rock, but he is the rock. I want to tell you from the day he spoke this thing into existence and called you by your name, he knew the days and he knew the hours and he knew the plans. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Come on, why don't you clap your hands unto the, I feel like something's trying to break amongst us. I feel a breakthrough in this mighty house. I feel a breakthrough in this mighty I want to tell you, when Jesus shows up, uh, everything changes. Uh, when the king shows up, everything changes. Uh, he's a king. And when the king shows up, everything must bow down. Hallelujah. When Jesus shows up, depression must bow down and give homage to the king of all kings. That's why he said, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Not just humans, but even the knees of inanimate objects. Even the names and the knees of apparitionly things. Things you can't see, hear, or describe. Like depression must bow down. Why? Because the Bible says there is joy in the presence of God. The fullness of joy in the presence. At thy right hand there are pleasures. Oh, when the king steps in, depression must bow down. Say, oh God, you rule and reign. Ah, When, when King Jesus shows up, discouragement must bow down. Because he said, with joy. So you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Let me tell you, it's all right to be joyful. It's all right to be happy. It's all right to be blessed. It's all right to be walking on cloud night because the king is in the house. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. I feel something moving, I feel like somebody's gonna get their healing. Why? Because King Jesus is the physician and he's still alive and he's still moving throughout the earth. Amen. King Jesus comes. Amen. Jesus comes and says, I'm looking for somebody to make my special people. Amen. Let me borrow you for a second, Brother Jonathan. And he pulls you out of commonality and he separates you for a purpose. Right there. And now you become a special reserved individual for God Himself. You know what we call that? That's called holiness unto the Lord. When God pulls you and reserves you and separates you for himself, now you become holy. That's why the writer said, For you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy. I don't know how that makes you feel. But when God sees the seven-point billion of people in this earth and he looks for somebody that is willing to come to church on a Sunday afternoon and says, I have chosen you. I have separated you and I have reserved you for my purpose. Special. Special. God says, I'm. I'm special, you know, when you reserve something for somebody special, hallelujah, it's not for anybody else, it looks the same, but it's not the same, amen. Uh, when you are in love, or you have a husband, or a wife, or a spouse, and, amen, and you reserve something for them, uh, a plate of food, perhaps, uh, quickest way to a man's heart, they say, hallelujah, and uh, amen. It looks like the other pieces of, of uh, dietary, culinary the cuisine, praise God. And uh, it looks the same, but it's not the same. It's been pulled out, and it's been separated. It's been reserved, and it's for somebody special. Amen. We call that holiness. You got You can't, nobody can touch it. Nobody can eat on it. Nobody, you, know, you can't. We don't even want you breathing on it. God said, I've reserved some people and I don't want the devil breathing on them. I don't want this world touching them. I don't want depression trying to bite on them. They are my people. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you and I will be your God. Oh, hallelujah. Man, this walk is holy. It's special. That's why everybody won't understand it. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, 14 says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Uh, Amen. I I, want to be peaceful with all men. and Amen. Like Paul said, I become all things to all men that I might win some. But the day that men tries to have me walk in places that I can't go. Oh, I got to. Rather, I'd rather be at peace with God and at war with you than at be at peace with you and at war with God because I want to walk a holy walk, stand in the path, amen. Seek for the old pathways, holiness. Oh, what do you mean, amen? Psalm ninety-nine, verse nine. Watch this. He said, "Exalt the Lord our God and worship in His holy hill." for the lord our god is holy you see god is holy because uh, he has reserved and separated himself and he has specialized himself not for everybody in the world but all those that obey the call for many are called but few are chosen amen but the moment you choose him uh, that's when he begins to reveal himself Uh, that's when he Mm, that's when he says here i am Uh, you asked for me and here i here i am See, this is a problem that scientists and, and, and the wise men of this world have a problem with. They think they can just pick up the book and criticize that book. It's a holy book. Romans chapter 7, verse 12 says, For the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, and it's just and it's good. That which is holy is not easily understood. Right. Moses, you take off your shoes, for the place you stand is on holy ground. Amen. Oh, Lord, I want to see your face. Oh, You're tapping into my holiness. Uh, I'll let you see half. Amen. And the world thinks that they can pick up a holy Bible and understand it. No, you only understand holiness by receiving the Holy One. You see, in order for you to get on the inside of him, he's got to get on the inside of you. That's why Acts chapter 2, verse 4 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in the upper room, one mind, one accord, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. And the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit. Oh, that's why you need the Holy Ghost to understand the Holy God. Say, how do I get the Holy Ghost? Just ask the Lord to forgive you. Apologize for your wrong ways and begin to give audible praise to the Lord. Amen. And keep giving him praise until you are filled with the Holy Ghost. How will I know? You will know because heaven's language will begin to emanate and flow off of your tongue. Words you never spoken before. And there will be an experience with the holiest of holies. And Jesus is his name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. When you get the Holy Ghost, the king steps into your town. Hallelujah. The king of all kings. Amen. The writer said, who is this king of glory? Oh, it's Jesus. You mean the one, the feeble-looking human individual that dangles and waves on the crosses of old cheap gold chains? No, no, friend. Oh, we're not talking about that, Jesus. Oh, there's nothing weak about him. Amen. The Jesus we preach is the God of all gods. Amen. You mean the one, the second one in the Trinity? Oh, no, my friend. Ain't no such thing as a Trinity. Ain't no such thing as three. There's only one God and one on the throne, and Jesus is his name. Do I have a witness in the house? I'm talking about a God that sits upon the circle of the earth, and his name is J-E-S-U-S, for there was one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, One God and Father of all. Clap your hands and shout. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords. He's the king of all kings. Say, man, who is this Jesus? Well, Deuteronomy 6, 4 says it like this. Amen. Hero Israel, the Lord, our God, he's got to become your God, the Lord, our God. How will I know when he's my God, when he gets inside of your spirit and fills you with the Holy Ghost? Amen. Amen. Hero Israel, the Lord, our God is one Lord. Everybody say one Lord. The Bible says there's coming a day that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You say, what's that got to do with anything? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, amen, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh unto God must believe that he is. Jesus said, I am. Moses looked at God at the burning bush and said, who should I tell them who has sent me? He said, I am that I am oh you are what i am god alone was god trying to get into a war battle with mathematics no he was trying to let the world know that i am your only source i'm the one that you need for your healing i'm the one that you need for your encouragement i'm the one that you need for your financial plan i'm the one i alone am god and jesus is his name i feel the holy ghost i feel the holy ghost Jesus, the King of all kings. Uh, You know why I feel the Holy Ghost, is? Because I believe that when the people of God, amen, start putting this doctrine of one God so far deep into their spirit, so far deep into their soul, I believe the healings of God will increase. That's the first foundational block of faith. You must believe that he is. And he said, and not I am a rewarder of them that diligently seek me. The word diligence means persistent application. It means do it over again. He said, I'm a rewarder of those that seek me over and over. They were here Monday. Now they're here Tuesday. They were here Wednesday. Now they're here Thursday. God, I'm waiting on my healing. See, here, here, here. Watch this now. The reason why we see people get filled with the Holy Ghost, amen, as the Scripture declares, is because we will tarry until. Amen. And sometimes I believe we just give up on people's healing too easily. I believe if we will tarry and tell, we will see the same results. Why? Because Jesus said, I'm a healer, and I'm not a man that I should lie. Praise God. Who is this king of glory? Who is Jesus? Is he some foreign prophet in some book of Quran somewhere? Oh, no, my friend. Woo. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 10 says it like this. He says, you are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen that you may know and believe me and understand that I am here. Before me, there was no God formed and neither shall there be after me. Let me tell you something. When you call on the name of Jesus, uh, there ain't nobody else you need to call on. Uh, When you look at Jesus uh, and you see him on the throne, there ain't nobody else you... Why? Because he's the king of kings. He's the king of all kings. He's the God of all gods. Hallelujah. Ah, my, my, my. I heard a report of some fictitious, foolish story. Uh, They try to say that Jesus was just a man and that he actually had an intimate relationship with the prostitute. Amen. Mary Magdalene. I said, oh, how dunce. How foolish. Because that's a world that they don't know who he is. They haven't experienced his Holy Spirit. They haven't experienced his Holy Word. They haven't felt that Holy Ghost flame lick upon the doors of their hearts as God began to reveal himself to them. I want to tell you, he was not a man in love with some woman, but he was in love with a sinner generation. He was in love with the lost world, and he has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Oh, can you just love him? Can you just love him? I'm glad the king showed up one day. Uh, uh, my father in law, my father in law, hey amen. He's a good man, hey amen. A tremendous man. He used to lock himself up in the office for hours is begin to read the Word of God. The last few years, he hasn't served God like he wants to or like he should, but amen. we get to talking about the Scripture and you see the Word of God become alive off of his tongue and old Scriptures he shouldn't even memorize still there because the Word of God endures forever. And uh, I'll never forget one day he told me about some cartoon program as these wicked infidels begin to uh, plagiarize, amen, begin to mock the Word of God, and they created this cartoon thing called uh, Black Jesus, and they portrayed Jesus as some thug, some some drug dealer, and it was it was a double-edged sword to me because they begin to paint uh, the African American culture as some thuggish culture, and I want to tell you if you believe that today, it's a lie from hell. Say, man, why are you talking about that? L- listen to me. I, I come from Native American country. I, I know the, the, the portraits that this world was trying to paint on the people. Amen. And it's up to the church to stand up and say, oh, no, my friend. I'm not black. I'm not native. I am apostolic, uh, Pentecostal, and we accept all color, all creed. Uh, oh, we accept all uh, all chromas. We are the people of God. And the king has showed up to our town, and we've got a message Hallelujah. And I got so angry because I said, that's not my Jesus. That's not how Jesus is. Amen. He said in Isaiah chapter 44 and verse 8, he said it like this. He says, fear ye not and neither be afraid. Amen. Amen. Have not I spoken it? Have not I told thee? Have not I declared it? You are even my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any other. I want to tell you, there's no other God but Jesus Christ. I don't know who you believe in today. I don't know how many gods you believe in. But I want to tell you, there's only one God. And Jesus is his name. And when you call on the name of Jesus... Everything must bow. Watch this. James chapter 2, 19 says, for thou believest in one God. He said, you already do well. The fact of you believing in one God, man, you already doing good. You ought to go to work expecting a double paycheck, praise God. Why? Because I believe in the one true God. That's what Abraham did. Abraham walked in on my way. Immediately he knew who God was. God started adding to his life. Because the greatest revelation you will ever receive is that Jesus Christ is the one true God of all the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And he gets all the way to Isaiah. You got to understand, Isaiah was written back in the 600 BC, 600 some years before Jesus Christ came, two thousand years ago. So we are looking at a text that is nearly three thousand years old plus. And Isaiah says, God began to speak through Isaiah. And Isaiah chapter 44, verse 6, and he says, Amen, thus saith the Lord, Amen, the King of Israel. And Israel's Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first, and I am the last. And beside me, there is no God. See, the world is confused. They don't know who God is. Is he a man with number 45 on the back of his jersey with shoulder pads and a helmet running down the football field getting ready to make $180 million in one year? They are confused on who they're supposed to worship. Uh, Yeah. But we know who he is. He said, I am the king of Israel. When Jesus was upon that cross, oh, it was a holy crucifixion. Woo, that's why the world doesn't understand it. They can make all the movies, all the everything. They will, they will never understand the, the crucifixion until you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. Hear me. You see, you got a lot of people that they believe in the crucifixion, but they won't get baptized in the, Jesus' name. Oh, it's quiet in the house. Amen. But the day you get baptized in Jesus' name, maybe today, amen, that's the day uh, you receive uh, what he did on the cross for you. Uh, when he shed that precious blood, uh, when he said, Father, forgive them uh, for they know not what they do. Uh, it was on that day the blood was shed. The king, the king of all Israel, they they put on a wooden placard over his cross. The king of the Jews written in three different languages amen the three most prominent languages of that day Latin Greek and Hebrew why because God is trying to get everybody in this world to understand that I am the king I am the king of your job I am the king of your emotions I am the king of your heart I know every wound every broken heart every time somebody lets you down I am the king Let me take a commercial break and preach to somebody. If you haven't learned anything about God by now, he's a God of response. If you will, I will. The Bible says draw nigh to him and he'll draw nigh to you. Oh, hallelujah. You know when you don't like somebody, you don't want them near. They move over and you're like. Uh, You know, it's amazing how how people want God to move in their life, but they don't want to move. They don't want to praise God. They don't want to respond to the priest's word of God. Statues and tombstones. Amen. That's all right. But the Bible says, amen, there's going to be a sound in the house of God that even the Lord will descend with a shout. You know, God likes shouting so much. He said, I'm coming back with a shout. I don't know about you, but I've got some walls of Jericho and I'll shout the walls of depression down. me the king comes and he is the king of everything he's the king of finances he's the king of your emotions talking to somebody he's the king of your friends and if god tells you to cut friends off it is for your future let me i feel the holy ghost right this might seem strange to somebody but hey it's all right I, i feel like somebody has some friends in here that God has been telling you to cut off and the moment you cut them off God is going to confirm that you are in his will by blessing you financially why? because wickedness devours ungodliness devours that which is holy The Bible talks about it in Malachi that the devourer devours that which is holy. And when you got unholy friends, I'm not talking about friends you're trying to win or influence and bring to God. I'm just talking about friends that have the influence over you that are ungodly. You know, friends that got filthy mouths and they got filthy eyeballs and they got filthy fingers. are a clean people first Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 17 says for God has not called us unto uncleanness but unto holiness and God will bless you when you cut off that which is unholy in your life when you start cutting out the unclean things when you get rid of the cigarettes and you get rid of the alcohol and you put the the video filth to the side king comes in, he showed up on this day, woo, riding on a colt that had never been ridden before, perhaps you heard this, priest, but this colt had never been ridden before, and if you try to ride something that is unbroken, friend, it kicks and it bucks and it snorts, Oh, and it causes danger. Never forget the story of Sister Noah Freeman, a powerful woman of God. If you know anybody that has any books about Noah Freeman, you just better steal them. Praise God. They're worth stealing. I mean, borrowing. She talked about the time she got on a horse that was slightly unbroken and everybody thought it was okay until she took off on it and that thing kicked her off and it stumped all over her and it it, it she couldn't move her legs when it was said and done. They had 43 cents, Elder Reyes, in their account and the hospital was over 50 miles away. All they could do was pray. She laid in the bed. Seven days they prayed and fasted, but no response. Finally, on the eighth day, God says, faith only works by action. She called in a little woman, said, help me get out of this bed. Amen. She got one leg out of the bed. She flopped over the other one. And the moment both feet hit the ground. Woo the Bible, Amen. She said in her book, uh, Amen. Strength came uh, to her spine, uh, all the way to her tendons and her muscles, uh, and God healed her because faith works when I move. <laughs> Woo. Years later, years later, she's in Africa doing a missionary work. Amen. And she started having some trouble. She went in for or uh, something had happened and they were doing some x-rays. Years later, decades later, and the doctor looked at her and said, "Uh, Mrs. Freeman, you never told me that your back was broken. He said, but whoever did the work did an awesome job. Oh, when the king steps in, friend. When the king steps in, he can take that which is all broken up and he can put it back together and he can take that which is wild and untamed and he can make it calm and peaceful. Mm. See, the mind is a wilderness. We got it from Adam. Amen. Amen. Adam gave up his garden for a world of wilderness. That's our mindset, friend. We're born into a world of wilderness and chaos. Amen. And it's, it's in an unbroken world like that colt was. Oh, but when Jesus got on top, that thing was calm and collected. And it was it had a ballast of the king. It was steady. Why? Because who was riding on top of him, who was hovering over him. I want to tell you, amen, your battle may be in your mind. It may be in your emotions. But, oh, when the king comes, he says, everything's going to be all right. wish the people of God would understand how interested our God is in our lives he said oh that old song just a little talk with Jesus tell him all about your troubles he'll heal your faintest cry and he'll answer by and by oh you you know who he is amen it's Jesus when Jesus comes everything's gonna be all right Jesus comes walking into town Amen. You got to understand something. When the wise men came, Matthew chapter 2, verse 2, they said, Amen, where is he that is born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. This is amazing to me because the east is the place where the sun is supposed to rise. But they have been traveling in the nighttime, and there was something still burning bright in the night that led them to Jesus. Let me introduce to you that star represents the church. Though this world may be dark and wicked and full of perversion and molestation and weirdos and creeps, I want you to know that there is a church that is still burning bright, that still believes in clean living, that believes in clean talking and clean walking, and that is the church of the living God. And we can lead you right to Jesus. See, you got to be confident in God. You, you got to be confident in the things you know. You know that Acts 2.38 will save an individual. You know that when we pray, things start happening. You know that when you lay hands on somebody, something starts moving in the atmosphere. You ought to go to this world with Jesus on your shoulder saying, I've got a message. I've got a word. And I've got a king. And I'm coming to save somebody's soul. Hallelujah. Amen. If it worked for you, it'll work for somebody else. Amen. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. The 30-minute mark is up right now. That's what they're telling me. They say, preach 30 minutes. They, they said the preacher gets 30 minutes nowadays. Hallelujah. I'm like, man, drum player gets an hour and a half, praise God. I might show up and just start drumming instead of preaching. I just take a piano. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Praise God. Give me faith. I appreciate that. Listen. 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 Watch this. She's gonna get it today by faith. I believe she can get it. Here it comes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let it go. Let it go. That's it, that's it. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. In the name of Jesus Christ, of Almighty God, in the name of Jesus, Christ, of Almighty God, in the name of Jesus, robo there you go that's it that's it it's for you there you go there you go Can you feel him take over? Oh, clap your hands in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Musicians, please come. Remain standing on your feet, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, man, this is, you say, man, this is Crazy say, man, this is, this is crazy. Hear me, hear me. Hear me, watch this, watch this. Hear me, hear me for a moment. I believe God's going to do a work today. He's already doing it. Remain standing. Watch this, watch this. Listen, listen, listen. On this particular day, Jesus shows up. He comes riding into town. The first place he shows up is a place a, a place called Bethphage. You ready for this? Bethphage means the house of unripened figs. To be unripe means to be immature, unprepared, and not ready. Jesus will show up to the areas of your life where you are not mature, you are not prepared, and you're not ready. He says, but that's all right. I'm going to complete some things today. You gotta understand. You gotta understand. David said it like this the Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. See, Jesus showed up the Beth he was preaching a message by his acts. He said, I'm showing up to the place where you are unprepared, unmature, not ready. But he said, That's all right, because I am your completion. I feel the Holy Ghost. Brother, this is a season of increase. God is going to bless finances in this house. I'm telling you something. I don't even like preaching about money because I don't want to sound like TD fakes or some of them other preachers. Let me tell you something. God has got to reach this world by the workings of the gospel. I'm telling you, God woke me up the other day and said, I am looking for individuals that I can trust in the last day to pour out my financial blessings and to trust them that they will do the right things for my gospel's sake. I was in the church not too long ago, I got to praying for a man. I laid hands on him, and the moment I laid hands on him, I had a vision of a check being written out in his name. And I looked at him, I said, sir, God is wanting to raise you up to be a tremendous giver in the last days. People started shouting and clapping, and, and I noticed a slight little frigid in his spirit. I went on my merry way. And after, after the service, I was in the pastor's office. He looked at me and said, you know that man you, you talked to today? about being a giver. I said, yeah. He said, I regret to inform you. He said, that man has just received an inheritance, six figures. Grandfather, somebody passed away. He said, but I regret to inform you, he refuses to pay tithe and offering on it. God says, that's all right. I'll find somebody else hear me you want to know why the wise men I don't know why I'm on this this ain't the the wise men came to bring frankincense to bring myrrh and to bring gold and if it wasn't for that gold that they brought Joseph would have never been able to take baby Jesus symbolic of the gospel into Egypt and God is looking at people. You know what? I looked at my wife the other day. I told her, look up, look up on your phone. I said, I said, what is the average price ticket for an NFL football game in the season? She said, 200 dollars Average. I look, I got convicted. I said, I'm upping up my offerings when I go to the house of God. Because if a man in this world will will will, will buy season tickets every Sunday to show up and speak. Jesus, Jesus is saying, I want to complete some things in your life today. He shows up to Bethany. Bethany, I like this. It's called the house of misery, pain and affliction. Jesus says, I gotta make a stop. And I don't know where your misery, pain, or affliction, or depression, or chaos, confusion, tears, wounds, or bruises has come from. But I know that there is a healer that we know his name. He said, I'm stopping by the house of misery. When the king, when the king shows up. So let me ask you a question. Where do you want the king to come today? Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's in your mind. Maybe you need him to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Maybe you just need him to work some things out. Maybe you need him to show up to the house of pain. Maybe you need him to complete some things. Every hand lifted up. Every eye closed, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my trespasses. Father, I'm receiving you today in one month's time sir you will no longer even recognize yourself but you will see the Jesus in you as king of kings and lord of lords I want to tell you there's blessings at this altar right now there's healings at this altar right now amen there's miracles at this altar right now amen the king is in the house Why don't you come and pray? Why don't you come and lift up the King of Kings right now? Just begin to praise Him. The King's in the house. He has come to your neighborhood. He's got your coordinates locked in. I tell you, He's coming to complete some things, He's coming to erase your misery and your pain. He's gonna do it. Just lift up your hands and begin to just lift up your hands and begin to pray until that Holy Ghost language begins to flow out of your heart. Just pray. Come on, pray until you're speaking in other tongues. I said, he loves you.
2: Me. Go ahead, let it go, let it go, let it go. just
1: amen if you need healing in your body come to the front right now if you need a healing you need healing in your body come to the front right now in Jesus name this is called faith this is called an act of faith man doesn't have the power but God has the power amen we don't know every time if there will be a healing but we know that the possibility is real Jesus looked at the blind man he said do you believe that I am able to do this and we believe that he has the ability to do it wave your hand if you've been healed before ever in your life look at all these hands look at all these witnesses in the house of God hallelujah I believe by an act of faith of lifting up both hands toward heaven right now as we begin to pray and as they begin to sing, amen, that in the next several moments, Jesus can pour the ointment and oil of healing upon this congregation, not for the glory of man, not for the glory of his people, but for the king's glory. He said that in the last day, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Amen. In the name of Jesus, on the count of three, uh, I want you to lift up your hands and begin to pray and I want you to begin to shout and the moment you feel something in your body or in your mind I want you to rejoice uh, and I want you to affirm that God uh, has touched your body here now one, two, three lift up your voice in the name of Jesus Uh, loose your healing loose the healing of Jesus it's moving there's one, there's one Come on! There's healing in this place. She had a bababababababa bori she. had a Heal in this house, oh Lord. Rosso, Obey
2: the Holy Ghost. The right Obey, the Holy Ghost. Obey the Holy Ghost. Obey the Holy Ghost. She had a babababababosa. Be healed, man. I curse every affliction and every disease in this temple
1: in the name of Jesus Christ
2: You got a right to Come on worship Well, well, i so the